You're listening to Week 7 of Desires of the Heart, Themes of Ignatian Spirituality, a 10-week introduction to Ignatian Spirituality and Prayer. Each week presents a brief aspect of Ignatian Spirituality and offers a relevant meditation. This week's theme is Call and Response on Mission with Jesus. In the second week of the spiritual exercises, an exercitant meditates on the life of Christ and comes to know him in more intimate ways. But first Ignatius gives us a meditation called The Call of the Temporal King. This points toward and is founded upon the principle and foundation. If you recall, the principle and foundation is the purpose of our life. Ignatius says that God placed us here to praise, reverence, and serve him. This comes out in the meditation, where Christ calls us to a deeper response. And response does not exist without call. How we respond is up to us. In our lives, we may feel called in many ways to a particular area of study, a certain job, or a certain person. The call of the king meditation calls us to share in Jesus' mission in a way that brings our best self, who we are, the me God made. The reason why St. Ignatius calls this the call of the temporal king is because Ignatius asks us to bring to mind a human temporal leader, someone we can imagine here and now, in our time, someone we're convicted enough to follow and respond to, someone whose plan and great project we have a desire to respond to and to take part in. You'll have more time to meditate on this when we pray the meditation. So as I said, there are many calls in our life from God, and each requires a response. Jesus also calls us to the magis, an idea that comes from this meditation. Magis is the Latin for the greater, the more, the best. Magis is about going further and offering more than wholehearted service. It's that yearning that causes us to seek ways to serve God in greater ways. The daily examine is an opportunity to notice how we respond to God and what more we're doing for Christ. Ignatius is known in the spiritual exercises for asking these three questions. What have I done for Christ? What am I doing for Christ? What more ought I do for Christ? This meditation is an adapted version from Jesuit David Fleming's contemporary interpretation of the spiritual exercises. As we begin to pray, we call to mind God's presence. Notice how that presence moves within you as you look within your heart and notice how your relationship is with Jesus and how it's changed or grown over the years. I ask Jesus that I might not be deaf to his call in my life, and that I might be ready and willing to do what he wants.
Let me put myself into a mythical situation, the kind of story truth of which fairy tales are made. I imagine a human leader, selected and raised up by God our Lord. Everyone of goodwill, whatever their age, is drawn to be in the presence of such a leader, to listen and to follow. There's something more that draws me in, that attracts me to this person. The challenge of this leader rings out words like these. I want to overcome all diseases, all poverty, all ignorance, all oppression and slavery. In short, all the evil which beset humankind. Whoever wishes to join me in this undertaking must be content with the same food, drink, clothing and so on that comes with following me. So too, whoever is with me in the labor of the day's work and with me in the loneliness of the night watches will likewise have a part with me in the final victory. Indeed, this human leader has a place for you in this plan for change, a specific job assignment that can make real positive differences in the world in the areas of social justice, food distribution, political oppression and healthcare. If a leader so attractive and inspiring and so good and close to God issues a call like this, what kind of person could refuse such an invitation? How could anyone not want to be a part of such a noble challenge? What would my response be and why? Now I consider Jesus Christ our Lord and his call. If a human leader can have such appeal to us, how much greater is the attraction of the God-man, Jesus Christ our leader and king? Jesus' call goes out to all peoples, yet he specifically calls each person in a particular and unique way. He makes this kind of appeal. It is my will to win over the whole world, to overcome evil with good, to turn hatred aside with love, to conquer all the forces of death, whatever obstacles there are that block the sharing of life between God and humankind. Whoever wishes to join me in this mission must be willing to labor with me, and so by following me in struggle and suffering may share with me in glory. With God inviting and with victory assured, how can anyone in their right mind not surrender to Jesus and his call to labor with him? Those who are of great heart and are set on fire with zeal to follow Jesus 
eternal King and Lord of all, will not only offer themselves entirely to labor for such a mission, but will act against anything which would make their response less total. How do I respond to this proposal, this invitation? I take a moment now to respond to Jesus' call to his mission using my own words. What is it that has drawn me to respond in this way? Is it something about Jesus himself? Something about his mission? Some feeling within me? What specifically has moved me to respond this way to Jesus? Before ending this prayer, I reflect on the beginning of this prayer when I notice what my current relationship with Jesus was like. With that in mind, I take another minute to ask myself this threefold question. What have I done for Christ? What am I doing for Christ? What more ought I do for Christ? This meditation offers us a personal invitation from Jesus himself. Ignatius uses this meditation to help us imagine a human temporal leader here and now, and then basically says, if we're willing to follow this leader, 
how much more willing would we be to follow Jesus Christ himself? This meditation gives us a purpose and direction for our lives, and it allows us to respond directly to Jesus himself. And we can be consoled because amidst our confusion and uncertainty about the future, we find direction in Christ. He is the one we can let do the guiding and directing. St. Paul in Colossians chapter 3 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as though you were working for the Lord and not for people. Remember that the Lord will give you as a reward what he has kept for his people. For Christ is the real master you serve. St. Paul and St. Ignatius both tell us that we can make all we do part of the mission with Christ. And we don't have to do everything. This meditation tells us that Jesus has a specific mission for us, a specific calling that uses our gifts and talents, our abilities that have been given to us by God. That is the consolation and the joy that comes in living a life for Christ. If you wish for more resources relevant to this week's theme, visit GodInAllThings.com. If you'd like to offer this 10-week series to your group or parish, go to GodInAllThings.com desires to donate and download a PDF of the entire series.